The Chargers went out and did what they had to do against the Giants in dominant fashion. And hey, this Justin Herbert guy, pretty good at football. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always, my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons. We haven't had very many easy ends of Sunday games like that, I'll tell you what. But this is our fourth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Thank you for making us your first listen on a victory Monday, victory brisket for everybody after the Chargers dominant win over the Giants but if you haven't already make sure to go subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show wherever you get your podcast from but David what a game man I mean I think we all looked at this game with a game coming up against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night and just didn't want the Chargers to play down to the Giants level I mean both teams obviously missing some key players the Giants their starting quarterback in Daniel Jones in the Chargers last minute you're missing Derwin James your best safety Asante Samuel Jr. is probably your best corner. You're missing him. And you're also missing Keenan Allen. But no excuses. I mean, we thought that going in. I mean, even missing those guys, we knew you should still go out and dominate this bad team you're going up against, going up against, you know, Mike Glennon. So it was great for the Chargers. I mean, missing those key players and obviously, you know, number one receiver, corner, safety in this game to go out and handle their business, even though it got a little rocky at the end. I mean, this was a pretty much start to finish domination from the Chargers. It was the type of game that we wanted to see from the Chargers, right? We wanted the, the Chargers to be able to come into this game against a, a obviously lesser opponent with a bunch of injuries and just a deficiency of talent on both sides of the ball. You were expecting the Chargers to come in here and dominate this game, and they did it to their credit. And we've seen it way too many times in the past where you've had a rookie quarterback or you've had a backup quarterback and you go up against a team that you should absolutely dominate and you let them stick in the game. And sometimes you even lose those ball games. So the fact that the Chargers were able to go in here at home, get a victory, establish a, a winning streak for the first time since October and take that momentum into one of the biggest games of the year in three days that is exactly what the Chargers needed to do. Yeah, and Brandon Staley and the team were adamant all week. You know, they're not looking past the Giants, and it didn't look like it. I mean, they no. came out, got out to a huge lead in this game, and then kind of coasted, I would say, is the best word to victory. But you got you win, you know, 37 to 21. I mean, it really wasn't even that close. And offensively, you got the fireworks that you were looking for against a defense that going into this game was on a six-game stretch, right, where they averaged only 16 points allowed per game during that stretch. So it wasn't a terrible defense they were going against by any means. And Justin Herbert and company missing Keenan Allen still went out and absolutely diced them up in the first half. I mean, 24 first-half points, including a 59-yard dime to Jalen Guyton for a touchdown. Jalen Guyton gets, you know, the two explosive touchdowns in two weeks. I mean, that was something... They're like, you know, we saw so many of them doing that last year, right? So many plays of them doing that. And this year we hadn't really seen it very much from Jalen Guyton, but the Chargers were explosive. Justin Herbert ends up with 275 passing yards in this game, three more touchdowns, pass rating of 133.1, almost nine yards per attempt. I mean, 
this dude is incredible, right? And this was not a slouch defense he went up against. Yeah, banged up defense and not the best, I would say. But it was still great to see him go out there and piece them up like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Justin Herbert here, two back-to-back 30-plus touchdown seasons. To start uh, just career. incredible. Yeah, yeah to start first time his in career. NFL history, the first two seasons of 30-plus touchdowns. Nobody's ever done it. Patty Mahomes sat his first year until the last game. Justin Herbert is the only one. He's just simply prolific, man. And he does things every single game that make you just go, wow. I mean, that throw to Jalen Guyton was unbelievable. Like, I see some people on Twitter saying, like, yeah, quarterbacks in the league can make that throw. No, no, they can't. No, they cannot. Uh, Justin Herbert is probably one of three people in the NFL that can make that type of throw. That's how kind of special that play was. But we see that every week with Justin Herbert. And, I mean, with a performance like this, and if he strings a couple more, he might seriously be entering that MVP conversation, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, he was third in touchdown passes in the NFL going into this game, right? He also does it with no interceptions in this game. That was huge, too, because we said yeah, the only way you're going to let the Giants be in this game is if you have the disaster plays. And, I mean, who knows? You turn the ball over twice, maybe this looks like a different game, right? Maybe that changes the entire complexion of it. But they didn't make the mistakes. They ran the ball really well. But Justin Herbert, obviously, is the MVP of this team, and they'll go as far as he goes. But this was more of a team performance, right? The yeah. running game got going. You had guys stepping up. Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer combined for eight catches, 153 yards and two touchdowns. Those guys are going to be called upon down the stretch of this season in very important moments. And they got to go out in this game and be the stars on offense. They were ready. They were yeah. ready when their name was called and they showed up and they played very good football. And that's what you really want to see with some guys that don't get as much play during the season as they would like. But they were ready for the moment. They step in and they perform. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's all you can ask for. Each get into the end zone. We know Jalen Guyton brings that to the table. And I mean, perfect catch too. I mean, obviously, if you drop that, that's brutal. Because I mean, that was a yeah. crucial part of this game that really kind of blew things open for the Chargers and made it that league going into halftime. I mean, it was great to see that because you're still seeing those deep plays, right? There was another big play to Josh Palmer where the Chargers, you know, are attacking the ball down the field. Mike Williams still came through, had a solid game. You know, he thought it would be a little bit bigger than Keenum, but the offense as a whole, especially kind of coasting in the second half, had a great game. I mean, the running backs, especially Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, I know you're going to see 3.9 yards per carry, but those dudes took a meaningful workload off of Austin Eckler's plate in this one and had some really good runs mixed in there. You know, 150, run, 150 plus rushing yards altogether, Daniel. That's a very good performance uh, in, in a game where we thought the Chargers were going to be able to run the ball. They, they got it done in this one. Yeah. And I mean, let's, you know, tape our hats to the defense as well, because they were really dominant for most of this game. I mean, three yeah. and a half quarters. The Giants didn't even make it, you know, a three-score game until about four minutes left in this game. So yeah. they, they were never really close, and starters in the second half were kind of alternating in and out with some of the reserves. In the Chargers defense, though, I think as a whole, I took away, you know, that's what you should do against Mike Lennon. That's an mm-hmm. impressive performance, even though it's a backup. A lot of really tight throwing windows. I know Daniel Popper talked, you know, talked about that with Brandon Staley, asking about it after the game. But big games for Chris Harris Jr. had some really nice plays. Michael Davis, I think probably his best game of the season. Absolutely. If I had to pick one right now, I mean, even with the late touchdown he gave up, that seemed kind of weird. But either way, David, the defense deserves a lot of credit for this win as well. I mean, offensively and defensively, the Chargers dominated. 
Yeah, on defense, especially early, they did a great job of getting off the field on third downs. And it was a huge reason why they were able to really establish that offensive rhythm and, and that continuity, especially in the first half, was their ability to get off the field on defense. We've been clamoring for it all season long. Seems like every single game, it's get off the field on third down. And no matter if it was third and short or third and long, the Chargers did a great job of getting off the football field, giving their ball back to Justin Herbert and watching the offense go out there and score. They really played what what Brendan Staley likes to call complimentary football in this one. It was very clear, and it, that's what it took to win the game today. Yeah, and I mean, you feel like if Justin Herbert just had an okay game in this one, the Chargers still would have won, right? And there's a lot of wins on the Chargers' schedule so far this year. You wouldn't be able to say that, so... This yeah. was, you know, one of the more complete team wins of the season. And so was last week against the Bengals, right? So to have those pretty complete performances, right, with one really bad stretch out of, you know, through both of those games where you ever felt like the Chargers were actually in trouble, you know, yeah. they get out to consecutive giant leads in back-to-back games. And they did enough against Saquon Barkley early where that wasn't the theme of the game. You know, they weren't able to stay in it behind Saquon Barkley. They did enough. A lot of the bigger runs from him came when the Chargers already had a really big lead. So I was impressed with both sides of the football. Joey Bosa gets another strip sack, leads the league in strip sacks. And it's so the nice. Best celebration in the world. <laughs> if you haven't seen the celebration, you need to go watch it because it is absolutely, especially if you're a gamer. If you're a gamer like Daniel and I are, you have would have a deep appreciation for this celebration. Yes, you would. And, you know, take a second. I think you'll understand kind of what's going on there. But it was great to see those fireworks from the Chargers and putting together a really complete game plan in this one to go up early in the first half with some really big plays. So we're going to get into all the biggest plays from the first half coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy a new device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, David. Well, it's time to get into this recap. And obviously, the recaps are always much nicer when the Chargers actually go out there and win the game. That's one of, (laughs) you know, obviously something that's very nice. So, the Chargers didn't start off as hot as you'd like, right? They come out and they have to punt on their first drive, but both teams traded punts and the Chargers ended up striking first and they go down the field on a really dominant running drive, right? And you really yeah. felt the physicality of the Chargers offensive line. Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler get 43 yards on the drive and it gets capped with an Austin Eckler touchdown on that first drive to put the Chargers up 7-0. to zero. But that was great because early in this game, the line of scrimmage battle was kind of going, leaning slightly towards the Giants. But on that second drive for the Chargers, nine plays, 60 yards, them getting those 43 rushing yards on six attempts, you kind of felt them take that part of the game away and bring it on their side. Yeah, you got to give some credit to the big uglies, right? They were opening opening up some big holes and they were really establishing that they were going to dominate the line of scrimmage throughout this game. Even though the, the Giants have a young Very good defensive line. The Chargers did not let that deter them at all. They really established that running game, and it was all because they were opening up some big holes for those running backs to run through. 
And I mean, I just continue to be impressed by Austin Eckler. The dude's just crazy. I mean, he always seems to be finding the creases. Like it seems like he's getting better and better at finding his spots. And, and for like, a guy that small, he is always falling forward. He's always getting extra yards. It's just incredible that he just doesn't go down on first contact. He I mean, David's happens. pretty brave to call him small. I mean, I wouldn't say small, but I would definitely say short. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, he's not. Yeah. But smaller, I, smaller than me, but much, mu- and let me emphasize this, much stronger. Yeah, I mean, they, don't, they call him PFP for a reason, but like he, they, he just seems like he keeps getting better even with yes. the workload that he's had. And obviously, he leaves the game late, but seems like he was okay. And Brand Staley said he'd be good. You know, if he needed to go, he could have gone back into the game. But it was just nice to see that specifically from the offensive line being more physical than a Giants defensive line that, you know, really wasn't a good run-stopping defense coming into this game. Thank the Lord for Rashawn Slater, huh? Man, it's it's so fun to watch that dude. It is. Unbelievable. I I love Rashawn Slater. I mean, he's one of my favorite players already. We have suffered through so many bad left tackles, Daniel. We deserve this right here. We deserve it. I mean, Justin Herbert definitely deserves it, right? Yes. He does definitely deserves to be in the Pro Bowl, both of those dudes, Rashawn Slater and Justin Herbert. But, yeah, they were going behind that left side of the line. The totally rebuilt and bought, you know, left side of the line to some extent with Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer. And it was just great to see on that drive. But it kind of, you know, was taken away quickly because on the next drive, the Chargers give up the biggest reception of Kyle Rudolph's very long career. And, I mean, when it happened, I <laughs> knew it long. had to be the longest one because, I mean, Kyle Rudolph is not the most fleet of foot. He's a red zone tight end for the most part, you know possession tight end when he's getting open and taking a 60 yard reception catch and run you know something went wrong defensively the Chargers tried to blitz on third and long it gets home but Mike Glennon actually does enough you know to find him wide open over the middle Trey Marshall can't make the play on and he was kind of the last guy there they catch up to him eventually because it's Kyle Rudolph running in the open field but they do end up getting a touchdown on that drive a three-yard touchdown by Eli Penny beating Kenneth Murray in coverage that was not fun seeing you know a fullback pretty much beating Kenneth Murray into the end zone. But the Chargers responded, right? And that's what you needed. You didn't want them to let the Giants hang in there at all. They go down and get a touchdown again on back-to-back drives. They go nine plays, 60 yards exactly on both drives. This time it's third and eight, and Josh Palmer, David, gets into the end zone. And that was great to see because he was filling in for Keenan Allen. Not that they have the same skill sets, but he is a guy that, you know, can run a lot of those routes and probably is one of their best route runners already. He filled in in a big way. Great throw by Justin Herbert, throwing it to the far hash, putting it in the perfect spot so he could catch and run with it and get into the end zone on third down. I mean, making big plays on third down again. That was great to see the rookie getting in for his second touchdown of the season. This is the reason why Josh Palmer stays after practice with the jugs machine, with Justin Herbert throwing the football, running routes, working on his releases. He does it for this moment, for the op- for the opportunities that he's going to get. He had a big opportunity to step in for Keenan Allen. Uh, they have a lot of confidence in him that he can play outside, can play in the slot. That's a lot of what uh, Keenan Allen does and what he brings to the table. And, you know, he ran a beautiful route. He got open, created the separation. Obviously, it was a great throw from Justin Herbert, and he gets into the end zone for his second touchdown of the season. You just got to love that from Josh Palmer. Yeah, and this man's going to have a big role, you know, the longer he's with this team. They drafted him in the third round to, you know, with a vision of him being a staple for this offense going forward, and he looked really good in this game, and you just want to see more of him, right? And Jalen Guyton, it's hard to say to bench him because, like, he, who's losing snaps in this scenario because the Chargers seemingly now have kind of a little bit of a foreheaded monster with those guys, especially when Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer are making plays. How dangerous does that make this wide receiving core with Keenan Allen knowing how good he is? And Mike Williams, obviously, there to boot. So, like, that's a lot of problems 
to try and stop if you're a defense. But great to see him get into the end zone and great to see the Chargers defense respond to by holding the Giants to a three and out after that so that they could add on. And that's always the thing in this. You can get the lead. Can you add on to it, right? Can you win the half in convincing fashion? The Chargers end up getting a three and out against the Giants on that next drive and come back with a field goal drive of their own. They go 12 plays, 69 yards. There was a nice little Mike Williams catch and run on third down where he gets it and has a lot of space to run and accidentally steps out of bounds and was holding the ball in a very scary fashion where I wanted him to put the ball away. But that's also the driver. You had a Justin Herbert ridiculous roll out to the left, throw back across his body to Austin Eckler on a line. A very dangerous throw for most quarterbacks to make it a fourth and short. Chargers end up really getting saved on this one. This was a big play at this point in the game. I mean, they try to sneak it. They don't get it clearly, clearly don't get it. There's flags on the play. It's actually a false start. So it's like, okay, you know, kick a field goal. I did tweet before that. Sneak it again. He can't be stopped. He's 6'6". The man is a tank. Like Nothing can stop him. And then, of course, he gets stopped. And it's actually just take the field goal. I take it back. Just take the field goal. I'm cool with it. You know, so that was a, a big swing right there for the Chargers. But they get points on the board, which is important there. And they end up going up 17-7. to Defense responds again because they force another three and out on the Giants offense. The Giants try to run it on all three downs. They get seven on the first run. Right. And then tried to run it again on second and third down and then got stepped by the Chargers defense. So that was really nice to see Chargers get the ball back and have to punt. But after that, it was really tough for the Chargers because they ended up getting the ball back on their four yard line. So they started up backed up in the shadow of their own end zone. They get one play that gains a little bit of yardage to at least, you know, give Ty Long some breathing room because that's very scary with the Chargers punt unit, seeing them punt out of their own end zone. So that was nice to see. And the nicer thing to see was the Chargers gave the ball back to them at the 41-yard line. I mean, that's borderline field goal range right there. Ty Long only gets 38 yards on his first punt. That wasn't, you know, on his, or I think it's 33 or 38. He had 33 and 38 in the first half. So two points. It wasn't points. long. No, either way. I mean, the Giants got the ball back on the 41 with a chance to, you know, cut it to a three-point game potentially, make it 17 to 14 at that point. Chargers defense makes them go backwards. Michael Davis has a nice play in the open field to Saquon Barkley, right? Then they end up losing two yards on that one. They go backwards, have to punt the ball, and the Chargers, with 39 seconds left, stay aggressive. They keep their foot on the pedal, as so many people have wanted them to do. And they go four plays, 75 yards, and they make it pay off. And maybe the most ridiculous throw of Justin Herbert's career, I mean, it's... (laughs) The fact that I don't know if it's the most ridiculous throw of his career, I think, tells you everything you need to know about Justin Herbert. But he rolls out. It's third and 11. They're not in field goal range at this point, right? They're getting ready to have to punt if they don't get this third and 11. Most teams probably run a draw there. You're up by 10. There's really nothing too much that the Giants would do if you you know, have to run a draw and then you have to punt it. You'll take a 10-point lead into the half. The Chargers don't do that, you know. Jalen Guyton. Great route by him. Justin Herbert rolls out, and right before he's about to get depleted, he just throws an absolute dime, you know, 69 yards down the field pretty much. Like, he threw it from his own 34, and it landed at the Giants' two-yard line. Like, it was just an insane throw, David, and to see the Chargers end the half like that was what I kind of took away is being aggressive, and then it pays off for you with that explosive play. Like, everything comes together. 59-yard touchdown traveled close to 65 yards in the air 
crazy. That doesn't happen every day, folks. Like it's it's a rare, rare throw. That's you why you don't see it's, people throwing hail marys from their own thirty-four usually. Yeah, you, you just don't see it, and and and, and, and not not on a loop. This wasn't one that looked like this was a, a laser beam that that yeah. traveled through the air. It was so majestic. That's why you and can't him go perfectly, like yeah. a drop in the basket, and like right crazy. in his hands. That's why every single like media outlet on Twitter was going insane <laughs> for the this throw and this play insane. because it was truly majestic. It was like one, just one of those throws that you like put it in the Louvre, right? It, it <laughs> deserves to be in a museum. It was that beautiful of a play, but yes, the Chargers stay aggressive with the opportunity to get the ball back after halftime and kind of just double dip there uh, a big, uh, just a big play there to get a touchdown before going into half, like just an awesome play. And and Justin Herbert has his plays every once in a while where like you've seen him make incredible plays and you still kind of lose your breath a little bit when you see him like (laughs) wind up for a throw like that down the field. You're just like, oh, my God, there must be something good on the other end of that because, yeah, he's the best, you know, most efficient quarterback when he does let those balls go. Like he completes those more than anybody else. He has the most success when he's throwing it deep and you get that innate sense as a fan and as a spectator of the game like. If he's doing that, like there's something bad for the defense on the other end because that ball. You want to see it more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of the throws that Justin Herbert has are hard to believe. But another thing that's really hard to believe is how good built bars taste, which are my favorite protein bars and the official protein bar of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And I mean, I know I always tell you guys about built bars, but I'm serious. I mean, it's so hard to find something that you like. That's also going to fit on your diet and also is going to, you know, fill you up and give you the energy that you need to sustain your day. So with Built Bar, try out my favorite flavors for sure. I'm a big peanut butter brownie. You know, I love the a lot of cookie, you know, cookies and cream, another great flavor. But the great thing about Built Bar, too, is there's so many flavors that you're going to find one that you like. And you're going to have something that tastes like a candy bar that actually is a protein bar. And that's just something that's hard because it's not going to be chalky or waxy or anything like that. It's going to be 100 percent covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. You need to bust down the mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers right now, guys. So as you go to get that shopping list, make sure you take a couple of Built Bars with you because you can have something that's low in carbs, low in sugar, while high in fiber, high in protein, all the things that you need. But right now, we can even save you guys in this holiday season some money on Built Bars because if you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, guys, I also need to tell you about the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast, and that is betonline.ag. I know some people definitely won some money on the Chargers covering the spread like they did on Sunday. That was great to see. I know a lot of people probably won a lot of money on some UFC this weekend. Amanda Nunez going down, right? A lot of big-time underdogs coming through on that card, and that's what you get with BetOnline. Not only do you get the number one place for all college and pro football, but you can find UFC basketball, NHL, baseball season when that gets done being locked out, even your favorite Vegas casino games. You can find whatever you need at Built. At <laughs> Built Still thinking about Built Bars. You can get everything that you need at betonline.ag because you're not going to find the you know any better lines, odds, props. You can create your own player props. That's just not something you find at a lot of websites. And right now, if you guys head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, you guys can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on all caps, one word to receive that bonus. There's nothing better than winning money with house money, right? So make sure you guys go to Bet Online. The number one place for all sports action is Bet Online. And right now, you guys can find all the specials they have going on, a ton of ways to win a ton of money at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, the second half was, I would say, anticlimactic compared 
to the first half, but they still kept it going, right? They still kept putting points on the board. They end up coming out of halftime and scoring, you know, right away. They go down the field and they, as Brain Staley put it, and this portion of the game was something that he really liked, right? Because the Chargers get a touchdown to end the half pretty much, right? And they come out to start the third quarter. And let's be honest, David, the third quarter hasn't been a super bright spot for the Chargers this year. I mean, look at the no. last week, the Bengals, you know, starting to come back yeah. in the third quarter. And I mean, a few other games as well. But the Chargers come out and put points on the board. They don't get a touchdown, which is something you can nitpick a little bit. But you do have a great throw, Justin Herbert to Josh Palmer for a 36-yard gain. Perfect touch right over Beautiful. the defender. I mean, another just big-time throw down the field. Is that a big-time throw? Better yeah, be. Beth? Is that tape? Am I watching tape? I don't know. But either way, I mean, tape, tape, tape? No. Nah. Justin Herbert, I mean, continued to just make dazzling throws in this one. He leads them down the field there. They end up getting a field goal. That makes it 27-7. to seven. So you put yourself up by 20. And you get that 10-point swing. The seven points at the end of the half. The three points to begin the second half, David. And I think even though you don't get the touchdown there, that was still nice to see them getting points close together. Stringing points together in every single quarter of the ball game. That's what you want to see. You want, I mean, of course you want the touchdown. We all always want to see the Chargers put it in the end zone. But you're putting points on the board and you're increasing that lead. You're continuing to go forward. You're continuing to put your foot on the gas. That's what you want to see. Just keep on piling on the points yeah. and good things are going to happen for you. Keep on scoring, right? And that's keep always scoring. the thing with the Chargers. Even at the end of the game, you're wanting them to keep on scoring. But the defense had played well up to that point. So you're feeling really good about it, especially when on the next drive, the Giants try to go for a fake punt and they give the ball right back to you on a ball that was basically thrown into the bench. Yeah, bad throw. He was open too. <laughs> he, he was open. The Chargers probably should have got beat on a fake punt there. The, the Giants were in desperation mode, really, yeah, at oh, yeah. that point, right? Chargers end up, you know, not really capitalizing on that, but still putting points on the board and credit, you know, where it's due. Even though some people might think he missed that kick, Dustin Hopkins yeah. made all of his kicks, all seven kicks that he had, and that one was the closest one. But, hey, if they're going to count the one against the Bengals last week, I'm counting this one. Exactly. This week, right? Yeah. So, either it's way. It's a field goal in the, in the books, man. It's a field yeah. goal in the books. Well, and you're not giving up points on defense, and you're adding on to it on offense, right? And you win, just win. keep on scoring. So, the next drive, though, the Chargers kind of got the big play that they needed with the big celebration from Joey Bosa. After Justin Jones got a sack on third down, Joey Bosa on fourth down comes through with a big sack, strips Mike Glennon. Justin Jones jumps on it. I mean, Joey Bosa, like, got it so clean that he, like, just, like, left the ball there. And, like, I, somebody else <laughs> will grab that. I'm going to go get into my celebration where he seemed like he was doing, like, squats and up downs. I didn't really understand it, but. No, there, there was something. <laughs> you played like, Halo. Don't even give that to me. Halo, Call of Duty. If you play Warzone, play a little Apex, you you know, you, you understand what's You know going where that's there. from. I don't know if the shrug's going away. I don't know if the attack on Titan, you know, celebration is going away. But it was nice. It seemed like he got some of his swagger back with that one. I loved it. Joey Bosa has five strip sacks this season, Daniel. That is crazy. You can yeah. tell there's a big emphasis on not just getting to the quarterback, but get the damn ball out of his hands. And Joey Bosa's doing that better than almost anyone in the NFL. He didn't get a lot of pressures in this game, but they were big impact plays when he was getting there. 
Yeah, and the Chargers lead the NFL with nine and two as a team. I mean, and Shannon Woes, who had a nice poke last week too, getting in there, right? Yeah. But on that one, you could tell Joey Bosa wasn't trying to light up Mike Lennon, which we've seen no. him do in the past, right? Oh yeah. That's something, you know, going for the big hit instead of the strip. He went into this season with a new focus about that specific part of his game. You love to see it coming through like that, right? Because Wonderful. he's such an outstanding player. For when he can impact the game like that and just change the game and just kind of put a team away, kind of give the dagger there. That was huge because it really ended up being the dagger in this game because after that, the Chargers go 11 plays, 41 yards, David, and get the dagger touchdown. This time it's to Jared Cook. But, I mean, the Chargers ran the ball well in the drive. I mean, Justin Herbert scrambles for 10 yards. Chargers drain a ton of clock and get the touchdown to Jared Cook to make it 37-7 to very late in the fourth. Yeah, at that point, it's all right. Put a fork in them. It's done. The game's over. Even for the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, that was it. Like, that was the culmination of the game right there. Um, on an, a really nice concept, too. I mean, they kind of roll out both the tight ends in kind of a, a under-over kind of pattern where they're both kind of in the corner of the end zone. And a really nice throw to the back to hit uh, Jared Cook, and he, he secures the touchdown. And at that point, it's pretty much game over. You just felt like even the Chargers couldn't do enough to mess this game up at this point, right? I right. mean, at that time, that puts them up 37-7. to Even when the Giants come back and get a touchdown on the next drive, you're still not sweating because, I mean, there's like four and a half minutes left in the game at that point. So that was a nice little cherry on top for the Chargers offense to go out, finish that drive in a touchdown, right? There have been a couple of frustrating ends to drives, the two field goal drives, but you come out of half and get points on three consecutive drives to put the game away. You know, you didn't let them crawl back into it early enough to actually have it matter. So the end, David, it, it's tough because the Chargers did have, you know, a lot of starters going in and out. Austin Eckler kind of gets hurt where you kind of like, okay, I'm done seeing starters in the game, but you definitely still saw some of those guys in the game. I thought the Chargers probably should have pulled everyone. As soon as it got to 37-13, I thought they should pretty much pull all their starters. Chase Daniel comes in, which he did eventually right but that's when i was like okay this this one's pretty much over with chase daniels in there after the giants come back and make it 37 to 13 Chargers go three and out three straight josh kelly runs it ends up being fourth and four they take the false start or the you know delay a game penalty all that stuff and the giants end up tacking on another touchdown david after another bad punt by ty long where it looks like it got blocked originally but a seven yard ty long punt at that point not a big change of fuel position there the Giants come back and do, you know, get another touchdown on Mike Glennon on an absolutely weird, funky looking rushing touchdown. I mean, the dude was like bracing you himself. You've seen a giraffe run? Well, yeah. now you have. <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, I don't know how no one caught up to him because he's not fast at all. No. Uh, and like he was like bracing himself at like the three yard line, like curling up and like just thinking he was going to take a huge hit, which he probably should have considering should have. he's not yeah. very fast. But the bigger, you know, issues for me is just the Chargers punt unit wasn't really sharp. And then the Chargers, after that touchdown, give up an onside kick that Donald Parham's got to have, right? If you're on the hands team, no excuses. You get a big hop. It was spinning. I'll give him that. I mean, that ball was spinning for sure. But that's something that you get corrected now. Thankfully, in this game, it didn't end up mattering, David. But that's like, okay, but we know the punt team, you know, Donald Parham on hands. They, those things have to be better going forward. It did, cause it, but it didn't really ever put the Chargers in jeopardy in this one. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't ever like to see the two garbage time touchdowns. And the, the analyst in me is like, I mean, really, I mean, just, you know, finish the game thoroughly, like dominate from beginning to end. But they had very little bearing on the outcome of the game. They were garbage time touchdowns. I think and, I would have felt better about it if we didn't see starters in there, right? Because there were yeah. some of those drives even late in the game. The last touchdown the Giants got were like Joey Bosa's on the field. Yeah, Chris Harris Jr.'s on the field. 
Nazir Adderley is getting weirdly, you know, unrightfully probably sent off the field because they're trying to get him checked out for a concussion. And you're just like, yeah, why is the one starting safety that's healthy in this game, right, out on the field right now? Because if it's all backups that whole time, I don't think we're even thinking at all about this, you know, the two touchdowns that they gave up right, right before. Nick Neiman, shout out to you, ending this game finally because it was dragging on forever. First career interception. Shout out to him on the deflection. But, like, I think it would have felt differently if that was the case. Yeah, definitely. And, hey, it was nice to see him flying around a little bit, man. He, he looks fast out there. He, he really does. And Amen uh, always looks good, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, good interception by him. Uh, you know, really good focus there to, to really close that ball game out. But, yeah, the, the last two touchdowns, kind of annoying to me, right? Just a little bit of a bad taste. But, I mean, overall, a dominating performance from the Chargers on offense and defense from beginning pretty much to end. And that's the type of performance that you needed to see against a bad team. The Chargers were clearly superior in this game, and they showed it in this game on Sunday. Exactly. And, I mean, that's the thing. is like I know people can nitpick, you know, letting them get those last couple of touchdowns. But the Chargers did what you wanted them to do. They went out and they finished the game. They just finished the game, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter. So there was still kind of a lot of game left. But the Giants were never going to come back into this one. The Chargers were dominant for most of the game. And that's the thing is we've just seen so many teams for the Chargers not live up to expectations and have those games like you talked about, David, where they just don't come through. They don't look as good as you know that they can play. The Chargers looked like they were like hitting their max at this game at certain points, right? Where they're just like, oh, how do you stop this team even if you're a good team and not the Giants playing against them, right? So like that was great to see them not allow bad teams to hang with them because this is the first bad team the Chargers played all year. Oh yeah, And the Chargers went out and did what you're supposed to do, what good teams do against bad teams, right? But the ultimate test of whether the Chargers are a good team they're going to face it on Thursday going up against the cream of the crop in the division since the last time these two teams met up, right? The Chiefs look like a completely different team, and the Chargers can take the division lead on Thursday night football. So we're tomorrow we will get into what went right and what went wrong. Definitely highlight some guys we didn't get to get into on today's show. Talk about some things that have to be fixed on the short week for the Chargers going into a very crucial game in the AFC and in the AFC West as far as how this playoff picture is going to shout out. So thank you guys again for making us how it's going to play out. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen today. We very much appreciate it. It's always fun being here for the Victory Monday shows, especially. I mean, we're always here, rain or shine, right? Good or bad, we're always going to be here. But sharing this moment with Chargers fans who have gone through a lot of the things Chargers have put their fans through is always really cool for us. So make sure to come back for tomorrow's show and check out what we have going on. Maybe we'll take a little playoff picture look to tomorrow with the what went right, what went wrong. We'll see if we get any news out of them tomorrow in Brandon Staley potentially. So make sure you guys are back there for that. To make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to our new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and make sure wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the TuneIn app, the new Odyssey app, you go subscribe or follow there. You can find us on all of those places. If you guys want to get your reactions into this this game, make sure to call into the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line. The number is 323-524-7924. And also, you can follow us on social media, and we also post all the shows to all of our social media. So we like interacting with you guys on there. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. And you can also find our new at LockedOnChargers Instagram page and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. But Chargers handled their business. They go to 8-5 and five on the season, and this is a big win. I mean, a win's a win. A blowout win is a blowout win, and the Chargers did what they had to do to keep themselves in this race and to get them one step closer to not having a letdown into making the playoffs. So make sure you're back with us tomorrow to get more into that. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.